Welcome to Inside the Mortgage Mind, a Zenix podcast where you'll hear stories from professionals throughout the industry, from new LOs to CEOs, about their journey to achieving success. We hope these stories inspire and energize you to take your business to the next level. Hello and welcome to Inside the Mortgage Mind with Casey Blade Cunningham. What a privilege it is to have a few minutes with you today. And I have some very exciting news. We're actually going to move Inside the Mortgage Mind over into a new podcast called In Excellent Company. Again, the name of the new podcast is In Excellent Company. See, we want to expand the opportunity to learn together, and we're going to be interviewing these amazing leaders that are global giants that have had tremendous success. And we want to make sure that as we continue to enrich the mortgage industry, we're also learning from outside it. So join me in Excellent Company. Can't wait to see you there. All right, Jeff McGinnis. Well, that's like sort of like the Guinness beer, isn't it? McGinnis, do you drink? No, I'm just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not that beer and missed it by one end. There's two ends in Guinness. And um, Oh, is there? Okay, yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> well, what a privilege it is to have a few minutes with you today. How, are, how have you been? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I, I look forward to doing this with you again. Oh, outstanding. Well, listen, you know, we're really talking right now about the world's changed. A lot of things are happening. We all have, I'm going to say, a culture that's been created. Mm-hmm. And we're at a certain place. If I was, uh, I'm an outsider looking in, can you describe the corporate culture of Waterstone? Yeah, you know, especially in the past two years, I, I, you know, the first word that comes to my mind is so much more intentional. Mm. Uh, and, you know, intentional in the sense that it it naturally doesn't happen as organically as, as we might have had opportunity in the past. simply because we're not all in all of our buildings at this point. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what I find is um, I I find in our leadership team that they, that they are really truly being that much more intentional in terms of finding ways to stay connected with our employees, um, finding ways to collaborate, finding ways to listen um, and really capturing their voice and what's important to them. Mm. And so I find it, you know, we we use this term at Waterstone. There are times I agree with it. Sometimes I push back. But, you know, we, we use this term family like culture. Mm. And there are times that that is spot on. But at the other on the other hand, you know, there are certain dynamics that happen in a business that don't necessarily happen in a family. Sure. Um, I actually argue counter to that, that we're much more of, than a family because Mm-hmm. What's that cliche? You don't get to choose your family. Um, and, <laughs> you know, we choose to be together and, you know, we choose to to go through this, um, this life together, this corp, this uh, business environment together. And so, you know, how do you honor that people are willingly making that choice to be part of something uh, bigger than themselves, um, even during difficult times? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I see the culture, I see the culture, um, truly getting down to its core values, right? And it's around integrity and character and really honoring each other, um, which which is just another way to say it's the building blocks of trust. Mm. And, you know, I find that that trust in leadership, trust in direction of the company, trust in the health of the company is that much more critical, right? People are detached from their brick and mortar settings to some degree or much higher degree than in the past. And we're in this environment that's so uncertain. 
Mm -hmm. So you really do have to lean on the trust that the company's in, in good hands and going in the right direction. You know, it's interesting, uh, the word trust. Uh, we do a word of the year every year, and our mm -hmm. word this year is believe. Yeah. And because it, and it sort of goes hand in glove with trust, you have to believe in the product. You have to believe in the company, believe in one another, which means you have to trust that mm -hmm. where we're headed and what we're doing and who we're doing it with is um, is all cohesive. And so has it has your culture pivoted in the past two years? Has it changed at all? Yeah, I, I, the core values have not. Um, but uh, it's it's the important stuff that, you know, I've, I've always felt culture is is iterative to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, environments change. Um, people change. Uh, demands on, on our people change. And so, you know, I would say it certainly has evolved. Um, and I think that it has become, you know, not only much more intentional, but but probably probably more clever. You know, we have to think about ways um, to right. stay connected and and how do we manufacture those moments that maybe not happened naturally in the past. And so having that um, having that idea in mind in terms of, of, of what does it take? What are those basic human needs that we all have? And how do we make sure that we're taking care of this so then people uh, feel that much more connected to our culture? So can you get tactical for a moment and sort of share how are you specifically shaping your culture? Because when you say intentional, are there certain things that you're doing that are now, uh, I'll say, commonplace or systemic for your company? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I, I, I call it, you know, kind of the listening cascade, mm. right? And it's, and, and we have... I can't tell you how many committees and subcommittees we have, but the whole idea around that is that we're capturing the voice of the people who are doing the jobs inside mm. of their specific vertical. Sure. And so we've consciously created these, these lines of communication that, that voices are being heard and captured. And it's the ability to, to, to listen um, and, and respond. And so, and what it's created is this whole different level of collaboration. So I would say, you know, the most highly tactical thing is the creation of those, those vertical streams of communication mm -hmm. and bringing them together. So we, you know, I, I, we manufacture those environments. We don't just kind of let them happen inside of the normal course of business. We literally take the time out, you know, during our week to stop and pause get those cohorts together, um, have the dialogue around what's working and what's not working for them. And then we have a feedback loop around, and what are we doing about it, right? Mm -hmm. So not only are we hearing you, we're listening and we're reacting and responding. And so an important part of that is that if you go through that whole process of listening and responding and collaborating, you got to deliver right Every you time gotta, you got to deliver that change um if not the whole thing falls apart over time and so, so i see us getting um I, I see us putting a lot of focus on that and i see the results of that happening i really appreciate the word i haven't heard anybody say it in that in the terminology as far as you manufacture specifically mm -hmm. those moments and uh I'm, I'm sort of reflecting because i happened to manufacture a moment this morning with my leadership team and some because we're not all in the same place, we used to all be in the same room, same building, same, you know, 40 hours a week together. Yeah. And now 
we're in meetings together, but we're not 40 hours a week doing life together the way we used to. So I, um, I actually asked all of them a question this morning uh, with intentionality to say, there's so many new ones and we don't know one another at the level we would normally naturally happen naturally right i'm so i'm manufactured this morning so i didn't think of it as manufacturing but i certainly did by asking them a simple question that lets people go deep and my question was really what's a what's a challenge or a circumstance in in your life that you've overcome to get you where you are today because we all have a story and a journey Sure. And after 45 minutes of crying and all of us connecting, uh, I learned some things about my leaders I didn't know. Interesting. And I was like, man, that, that creates trust when you're vulnerable, too, and you just lay it out there. And we all laid it out there this morning. So it was a real yeah. special morning for me personally. And uh, that was, that was correct, connecting no different than I would want to connect my team members. I want to connect my leaders because that we got to have trust for one another. And, you know, you said trust earlier. So speaking of leaders, let's go into that for just a moment, because leadership's really define and help build and manufacture great cultures. Um, what do you think the most critical attributes are for a great leader? Yeah, I, I, I think the very first thing is, uh, is compassion. Mm. It's, it's having the ability to understand where that person is coming from you just you just did it this morning right and you saw how powerful it was for you that Mm -hmm. it helped you understand a different dimension of where your people are coming from when they react or overreact or underreact to a certain circumstance right Right? we're we're all just byproducts of our life experiences and what what brought us to that point so you know i i always i find that leaders that have that that level of care about the individuals that that they're working with um, and care for their not only their professional but personal development. Mm. And I, I just, you know, sure. it, for me, nothing, everything pivots off of those first two things. Mm-hmm. Mm. So have you, um, right now we're looking at the future, we're sort of an aging generation of leaders inside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our space at the mortgage industry specifically. What are you doing to build that next generation? Yeah, well, uh, I won't take that comment to heart, but I do think I'm one of those <laughs> that's in that category um, about the aging okay. side. Right. Um, but you know what? It's inside of our company, we're doing some really cool things. Um, so, for example, um, we have a series of, of get-togethers that we do uh, every month, every every quarter, etc. And typically, those have been led by various executive leaders. Mm. And what we've done at a conscious level is brought those down to the next level and the next level. So these corporate meetings and even our all-company meetings are put together by by more mid-level managers. And they host them. They put together the content. They bring up the, the speakers and what's happening. So... So they're manufacturing the whole meeting. And what's cool about that is what they have to do in order to make that that meeting effective is they have to go deep, right? They have to they have to talk to people. They have to understand where, where concerns are, what people need to talk about, what they need to hear, um, and what and what leaders need to listen to. So um, that's been a really cool thing um, inside of our companies to watch 
some of these meetings and they're just fascinating to me because they're they're that much more powerful and and uh as a given they almost never miss the mark because they're they're wow. generated that organically um and then the other part is just the investment of professional development you know our industry is so good at the resources available and sure. even in this leanest of times we put as one of our strategic pillars that we will maintain our investment in people and their professional growth wow. and so um it's one of those things that is easiest to cut back on mm -hmm. in a difficult uh, financial environment and we wow. we want to go the opposite way of that well that speaks volumes to, uh, of your company and you as a leader because I believe the reason people uh, are retained in most organizations, they're, they're, they're aligned with their values. Mm -hmm. They also see themselves in a position of growth. Like they know they can move forward. They know they're going to learn and and have opportunity. And that is, you're 100%, I couldn't agree more, that's where most people cut first. And it should be what you cut last because your pe if, you're, if you are defined by your people and the quality of your people, the investment in them is easy. Yeah, it, it, it's just so... It, it just so to me pragmatic as well we haven't bit because of the last two years of you know drinking from the fire hose as an industry sure. we we really haven't had the time to to develop our people like we would have yeah. liked to sure. um, and particularly those that are associated with volume right that they just didn't have the time in the day and the byproduct of that is stagnation of growth um Mm -hmm. to possibly even going backwards in growth because picking up bad habits just to get through the day and the day's volume. Right. So to me, environmentally, this environment for us, hate to use the word gift because it's kind of tough out there right now, but it is right. a gift in terms of development, right? We have the time to hit the pause button and uh, really kind of teach people new skill sets. I heard a terminology recently that I think you may appreciate, uh, especially because it's the word gift, right? You go, I uh, know you might not feel like it's a gift, but it said the market isn't doing this to you. It's doing it for you because this is when you really get to refine your skills, get more strategic, go thank you know, referral sources, go build new ones. Sure. You can't do that when you're incredibly busy. And since the tides come out. Now you can you're exposed as to where all your weaknesses are and what a beautiful time to go. All right. Now I can really refine everything I'm doing. So I, I actually think it is uh, only through adversity or challenges do you get strength. And so this is an opportunity for people to get that much better. And uh, so I, I do applaud you. What kind of legacy do you want to leave as a leader when it's that final moment? Mm. Uh, retire and people are saying, let me tell you what Jeff did for me. Yeah, it's it's that's changed for me uh, rapidly, probably in the past five, seven years. Um, you know, I think if you had asked me that, you know, a good decade ago, I would have said, you know, I would have liked the legacy of being a really strong business builder, right? That that, you know, whether it was a division or a company that, you know, I was able to put together the right teams to build. And, you know, this kind of reputation as a builder was critical to me. And what I what I found is what I enjoyed the most of that along the way was the building of people. Mm. And what's changed 180 degrees for me on that is I, I got that wrong. Right. I I was able to work with some very talented people. I hope 
that I got to play a part in their professional development and they grew the business, right? Yes, so, right. so, you know, the kind of the more people first thing. So I think as I wrap that around and think of legacy and I, I'm, I'm already, you know, I think we spoke about this the last time you and I talked, which is, and, and I, it's easily for me, the thing I'm most proud of, of um, in my time in this business is the people that I know um, that uh, I've worked with and had the opportunity to work side by side and hopefully played a part in their development who are doing really amazing big things in this industry. Um, and I love that. I love that ability to look around and think back to those moments in time where I knew them as different people and I watched them develop. And I I wish I'd known earlier in my career that I would take that much pride in that. Mm, uh, me too. But I, but I do know. So uh, early on, I would say it was all about me when I was first the leader. That's being very transparent. It was yeah. about the title and the position and I, I achieved success. But man, that changes, I think, through maturity and time. And hopefully, and some people right. may not ever get there, but I, I'm right. prayerful they are, where it is about the impact and that you were able to actually help someone else achieve something they needed and wanted. Uh, there is no greater blessing. Obviously, I make a living doing that. So I'm really blessed <laughs> by being able to uh, really touch people. And quite often, you know, I'm surprised, and I'm sure you probably feel this as well, is at times I'll get a letter, a note of someone I didn't even know or remember saying that I had had an impact on them. And I'm like, wow, what yeah. great, what greater gift to right. be in a leadership role and to be able to do that. Well, since we're in difficult times, challenging times is what some would say. And I would say it's challenging. I get the reality. And someone said it's hard. And I'm like, well, didn't people work hard last year? It's just a different hard. I mean, it's, you know, you still worked hard. Uh, how are you inspiring your team to take action in this marketplace? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to you got to control what you control. You know, it's it's so that when you were talking about, you know, working hard in the in last year's market versus this year's market. To me, the the biggest difference is the unknown. Right. And the unknown is fear. It's bad. And is it going to get worse? Right. And fear is paralyzing to people. And so it's easy to work hard when the times are good because, you know, the outcome. Right. It's harder when you don't know the outcome. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time with our leadership team focusing on what we can control and getting back to what we're good at and staying true to our core business values. And so I, I find that when we put a lot of focus on that and the subsequent development of getting even better at what we do, mm -hmm. it doesn't allow for time to let that fear seep in. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the um, simple answer to that. Well, uh, I'll, uh, let's end with this question because right now, um, by the way, believe is our word of the year at our company, right? What do you believe? And if you believe it's bad, it's bad. If you believe it's good, it's good. Sure. Perception is everything. There is the reality of, hey, business is down for many uh, and for a lot. I'm hearing different stories out there. Interesting enough, I'm hearing top producers have figured out how to adjust. Mm -hmm. And yet, the, under the I'll say the average performers haven't figured it out yet. So how are you leading change right now in this marketplace to get people to actually control what they control? Yeah, you know, it, to me, it's around it's around collab. You know, our word would be collaboration, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, because you're right, you know, we've seen it ourselves where we have top performers that that are humming right along. We have those that are struggling. You know, an interesting denominator there is that it it really does have it goes back to time and tenure in the business. Mm-hmm. And we have people in our industry right now who who have been quite successful who haven't experienced a downturn like this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the ability to connect, and you uh, you may do this in, in in your practice, which is what I found is those top producers that have figured it out, they are so willing to share what they do and how 100%. they do it. I mean, it's just crazy about this business that we you know are, are so sharing like that. So creating those connections around the people that have figured it out with those that are struggling. Mm. is a meaningful thing that we do. Brilliant, brilliant. And I would always tell everybody what you just said, you don't have to recreate the wheel. Find out what the top performers are doing to adjust and just just model them. They're not going to actually retreat or give up. They're going to make adjustments to ensure that their livelihoods continue. Yeah, and, you know, again, a really common theme there is they're getting back to basics. I mean, basics like you wouldn't believe it's it's you know loan officer one hundred and one. <laughs> they just do it at a different level. They do it with a different level of discipline, and they and they, you know, the thing that we say all the time is, you got to commit to the process, not the outcome. Mm. And the the process works, but you can't keep lifting your head up, anticipating the the product, right, or, or the outcome. So we're trying our best, and this goes with with all of our various roles in our organization, is understand your process, understand your process to improvement, focus on the process. The outcome will come. Wow, sage advice. I got to first of all say thank you for the, the business that you've given to Zenix and right. what a blessing you guys are as a partner. And when I think about what you just said, back to the basics, you know, last year we were overwhelmed with newbies right? Experienced guys, they just were trying to catch all the fish they could in the barrel, right? Now it's flipped where the experienced guys are like, we need more help. Get us back to the basics, get us in a rhythm, uh, commit to the process. I loved how you just shared that. So thank you for that. I hope anybody listening in right now, fear can be uh, paralyzing. um, And, uh, Fear not, I think, is in the uh, biblically uh, 365 times, which just happens to be 365 days in a year. So fear not. Fear not. Uh, I also like the analogy of, let's say you wanted to go and uh, hike Mount Everest. You don't look to the top. You just take one step at a time, and eventually you're at the top. And so it's commit to the process and execute well. And so thank you for the the sage advice today. And for this, I wrote a few notes down that I'll be taking back to my team, anyone listening in, uh, model the best and execute um, with precision. And they're more consistent. Just be consistent in your execution. So thank you so much for your time today, Jeff. And thank you for having me. And thank you so much for for you and and your team. You guys are terrific partners and um, you're an important part of our success. God bless you. You have a great day and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Casey.